board. Alright, what's up guys? We're here at Walton Raceway with Tanner Ward. Just finished up round two of the Rockstar Triple Crown. Uh, just here to talk to Tanner about uh, his weekend and maybe we can even talk about, about Gopher Dunes. We had a bit of an experience there, but uh, yeah, uh, just uh, yeah. Also here with Chris. Uh, yeah. Glad he came out to be my mechanic this weekend and last weekend, so that's pretty cool. Get the bent method screw rolling on the road, so it's got the outdoor operation. So if there's any like wind or bugs, sorry for that, but it's different environment. Different environment, not in our home studio. So making well, the best of the situation. Situation. Right. Just right. like on the racetrack. You just got to make do with it. We found that out this weekend, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, how was your weekend, Tanner? Uh, it wasn't my best weekend, but uh, it was it was okay considering uh, kind of how I was feeling still from Gopher. But, uh, yeah, 4-4-4. I ended up fourth overall. And, uh, yeah, I guess we'll just get rested up and uh, look forward to Walton too. Yeah, probably not the results you wanted for, especially in that last moto because you were running second for a long time. Like, you were even just like Pettis was right in front of you, you kind of reeling him in a bit, and then you kind of pull it out and you reel back in. And even like right at the end of the moto, it was like four of you guys were like all within like maybe three, four seconds. So, like, maybe not the result you wanted, but at least you were like right in the thick of things and ready to like pretty much challenge for the lead there. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, just kind of what the team and I looked at after the race was, uh, man, I'm there. Obviously, like you said, not the result I want, but uh, in this sport, it's not really good. I mean, anything in life, to be honest, it's not good to look at the negatives. It's uh, You always want to look at the positives and, uh, you know, see what we can work on. And, uh, yeah, obviously just get rested up. I still wasn't 100%. Uh, just honestly, each moto, like, I did get better, but just uh, I hit a wall and the, I had I ended up getting heat stroke at uh, Gopher, and then uh, so yeah, each moto this weekend uh, it got better. So hopefully with a little bit more rest, and uh, I think we'll be good for Walton too. So how is that mud moto? Pretty gnarly. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not <laughs> totally bummed. I wasn't out there for like as much as I want to be out there. Yeah. It's like okay, if there's a race not to race <laughs> this is the one at least i'm not blowing a bike up or anything like that yeah exactly you know? it's uh it was tough especially just because uh they didn't want to push off the mud just because i guess uh they wanted to keep the track as best it could be for the week for here the trans can yeah, so true. it was uh didn't play out in our favor like for us pros but uh it's probably honestly some of the trickiest conditions i've ever rode it just every t every lap the ch the lines change and the track got better as the race went on, but some sections actually got worse just because, like, I feel like we were bringing moisture back up, and yeah. uh, they were just so unpredictable. And yeah, before the rollers, uh, there was like you literally just held back and just hoped you made it through the mess. And oh yeah. There was like, yeah, but it was alright. It was. Uh, I definitely don't want to do that again. But yeah, I blame you. You tweeted that we were going to get a mudder, so oh it's yeah, definitely. Like, there's <laughs> no way we're going to race three days in Walton and not have a mudder. It's like. Yeah almost every year it seems like it thunderstorms the night before the day before yeah i was kind of expecting it to be a little better because like 2018 it kind of did the same thing but like you said they pushed the mud off that year and the track actually was probably one of the funnest tracks i've rode here and then mm. yeah they just ripped it deep and it was so deep i went out for practice and i was like i did one lap i'm like man i don't know if my bike's gonna make it yeah it's uh yeah, unfortunately, like I see their part, like I see why they got they got to do what they got to do, but uh, oh yeah, unfortunately they they just kept tilling it deeper and deeper, and 
Well, I wouldn't say they actually tilled it deeper. They kept using like that little finger thing they got. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it would have been nice to get some stuff scraped. But I mean, we're professional guys for a reason. Yeah. Gotta handle each situation how it comes. Yeah. That's right. So when you woke up yesterday morning, were you excited for the mud, thinking it's an opportunity, or? Uh, I feel like mud races, everyone kind of kind of feel the same, and just like it almost takes a little pressure off. You're just like whatever happens, happens. It's mud, like just kind of do the best we can and uh but still in the back of the mind or you're kind of still still nervous because like things could go bad quick yeah so a lot of opportunity for things to go wrong but a lot of opportunity for things to go right so it uh yeah it's definitely a mix of emotion but uh just try to treat it treat it as another race and uh yeah just do your best i guess yeah yeah i think like being calm in a mud race is totally key because you're like well, as soon as you're tense and like or you're thinking about like don't screw up here don't screw up there then like that's when you're gonna crash all yeah, over the like, place and exactly like yesterday i was uh <clears throat> in the mud moto i was like third the most of the moto and then uh yeah as soon as i made i got caught behind lappers got frustrated and i ended up actually hitting one getting stuck and then like three corners later went down got back up a lap later went down so just like I mean, it, things happen quick, and yeah, you got to stay calm, which uh, I didn't. <laughs> and then uh, once I got back going, I was good. But I mean, three crashes in the mud—you're not getting up quick, and yeah, yeah. So bikes were heavy too. The, yeah. This mud here is so heavy; it's like I actually crashed going up to the finish line. And if anyone's ever been to Walton, like when when it's muddy, that finish line is like it's super hard and slick. And trying to lift my bike up, and like my feet are sliding. Like oh, yeah. I was like, why? You're like oh. <laughs> But it is what it is. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I thought you were going to say something. No. Uh, so we, let's go back to Gopher a bit. So, uh, yeah, so you were riding pretty well at Gopher, and then you had, like, you got heat stroke, or you thought you maybe didn't have enough electrolytes or something like that. Yeah, still, like, I'm still a question mark on it. It, uh, it kind of funneled down. Uh, talked to a nutritionist. I got blood work done, actually, and all my blood work looked fine. Um, it just kind of funneled down. I drank a bunch of distilled water. On, I didn't know I was drinking that. And, oh, really? Uh, yeah. So it kind of just flushes your system, and it's not something like those minerals and electrolytes aren't something you get back by in a couple of days, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I mean, it's, I haven't, like, like been, yep, that's the answer, but, uh, you know, the nutritionist I talked to said like, he wouldn't look anywhere else. Like, he's saying that's the answer. So, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense with what he explained to me and everything. So it's just now just trying to get my body to rest and get it ready to go out and, like, do motos like that yesterday. And it's still, like, it takes a couple of weeks just to get back to your normal self and then, meanwhile, try and just rest. And as you probably know, us athletes, it's, like, it's hard just to, like, be grind, 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 and then uh, you'd be told just to go stay on the couch. It's like... Yeah, no, that's not what I'm supposed to do, but <laughs> it was, it's tough. So, uh, yeah, so I guess I got to do that again this week. But Did you notice any after effects on the track this week? Like, did it hold you back in your racing at all? Yeah, yeah, totally. I uh, each Like I explained earlier, each moto got better, but, like, around the halfway mark, or not exactly, obviously, halfway, but around the halfway mark, just just like more or less my head just kind of like foggy vision and whatnot but uh nothing too serious and nothing that uh i can't overcome and we'll be good for next weekend cool so you're gonna race uh, you're gonna race the transcan this week 
as planning on it, but uh, not too sure. Just gonna, uh, I'm signed up right now, so probably practice on Wednesday and then kind of go from there. Just don't want to overdo it going into yeah, next weekend. Totally. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Let's talk about you. How was your weekend? Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know what's going on this weekend, but uh, so f- yeah, first moto or qualifying was whatever. Uh, first moto was. I got a good start actually, but then just like that, uh, the track was like super kind of one line and funnily, and I kind of took some bad lines in the first couple corners and kind of got shuffled back a bit. Then I ended up going down twice, uh, so I was back in like 25th. Came back up, I think I was in 14th on the last lap. Uh, landed off the natural double, and I have this thing called skier's thumb. It's the same injury that uh, Baggett had a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. So my thumb like snaps back, and it kind of, I don't know, it's like. I've had the problem for a little while and it hurts, but it's like like a shoulder kind of when yeah. it pop it out. It's like all the ligaments get stretched. Yeah. And then yeah, so I landed off the natural double on the last lap, went a little deep, landed on a braking bump, and my thumb just snapped back, hand blew off the bars. Tried to get back together and going into the ruts, and then before I knew it, I was over the bars, bike bike lane on top of me. Got back up, and I think I was the last one on the track because. I was the last one that didn't get lapped once by the time I got up. So I think I finished 17th or 18th or something like that. Uh, yeah, so like, and then I tried to ride uh, practice in the morning. Couldn't, like, maybe, I, I feel like maybe I could have done it if it wasn't so muddy and gnarly. Yeah. But, like, with all the, like, all the, yeah. like, the tension on your hands trying to go through the mud, I just couldn't hold on. So I'm like, it's, we, we sat and talked about it for quite a while. And, like, man, do I just try and go out there and hopefully adrenaline kicks in? But then we're like, is it really worth going out there to like maybe hurt my thumb worse and maybe not be able to race next weekend? And, or blow up a bike. Yeah, blow yeah, up a bike. Yeah. Go. I feel. I figured I could go out there and ride at fifty percent, and I'm like, well, is that is there even a point? Like, yeah, what am exactly. I gonna? I can go around and ride in like fifteenth if my bike doesn't blow up. But yeah, it wasn't ideal. But I mean, the, every everywhere I I went and talked to the medics, looking on Google, what how to treat this. Apparently, you either need surgery or you need to go in a cast for four to six weeks. Yeah, so I don't like, want any of that right now. No, I'm like, <laughs> man, I just maybe should just rest this for the week, and hopefully I'll be good to go next weekend. Uh, yeah. It's like super frustrating though, because I'm like, I just want to go, and it's just like this stupid little injury. It's like every time I clinch my fist or try to grab the clutch, it's just like so much pain in my thumb. Yeah, it's crazy how just like the small things in the sport can make such a big deal, oh, but yeah. then like there's big things and they like, don't bother you or yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, well that's that's the most frustrating thing is you got a little thumb injury and you think oh I can ride through it. That's what holds you onto the yeah. bike. Hands yeah. are crucial. Yeah. yeah. Same give, with. Or sorry, go ahead. I give like props like Jesse Nelson when he was younger. He actually got his yeah, thumb chopped off. Gnarly. and he had, like, I think he still had like like quarter i don't even know a little bit of thumb left but still like he had to relearn how to like hold on and ride like it's pretty gnarly yeah Yeah. like i could i figure like i could probably ride with the grip aspect but it's just like that shooting pain and i was like i caught myself in practice i was riding like with one elbow down trying to put pressure on like more of my palm (laughs) rather than have it go this way so i'm like yeah i'm just kind of being a hazard out there and And you can literally just hit one bump and (laughs) go the wrong way if your hands on the bar like that yeah so it's been a rough start to the season for me. I had a rough weekend at Gopher, down in the first turn, first moto. I had actually, I rode really well at Gopher. Came back to 12th. Um, lap times were like in like the six to eight range. So same with second moto. I just, I don't know. 
Also tried like some different gearing this weekend, trying to get better starts, but mm-hmm. it didn't work out at all. I don't know if you guys probably run the stock gearing, but uh, I don't even know what stock is. But we yeah, we kind of switched. We were going from thirteen forty nine, thirteen fifty. Oh yeah, so yeah, I put a, a one tooth bigger on the back, and it just like I didn't like how much it brought the front the the rear wheel forward, and the bike felt bound up, and I didn't like it so. I don't know. You live and you learn, I guess. And yeah, that's all this sport pretty much is. Yeah. If you aren't winning, you're learning. Yeah. Or you're I still mean, learning if you're yeah, winning. Just, uh, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I thought you had something well, to say. So, so I was just gonna say before I'm kind of going backwards here, but it's like the thumb injury. It's like the overhydration, dehydration, whatever happened, yeah. right? It seems so minor, and you should be ready to go this weekend up, up there winning races again. But it's not so quick and easy like that, is it? No, especially when you're like, I know I've never been so thankful to have a weekend off, but like, still, when especially when you're now we're mid season or whatever, it's uh, you don't got time to like just chill and like uh. take a couple weeks off and then slowly get back into things. It's like two weeks off and. We're, back wide open and have to be at your uh at your best and it's it's tough but uh i mean like it's motocross and it is what it is and how's the three moto format been for you guys you can elaborate first Uh, i don't know i haven't raced both (laughs) i haven't raced all three motos in either weekend yet but i don't know i kind of like it like other than maybe so much downtime after after like after sun after saturday you kind of have a lot of time and we don't even practice until 10 the next day so it's kind of i don't know that maybe not so much but i don't i honestly don't mind the three motos i don't find it's any problem like physically or anything like that uh yeah what do you think yeah i don't mind it it uh it makes like a full weekend racing it gopher was gnarly but yeah uh, this weekend wasn't too bad um yeah like you said the downtime was like I mean, every person I talked to actually, we had our moto, and every person went and just had a nap. And it was like, yeah. it was just weird because like you obviously don't want to just go sit in the sun, like, and then so we're just all sitting in our trailer doing nothing. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely different, but uh, it's pretty cool on Triple Crown's part to like uh, make up for the races and motos that we lost. And and I mean, imagine it's awesome for the fans watching on TV. You get to watch three motos in one weekend. It's uh, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's kind of weird though being like two rounds in. You're like, oh, we're midway midway through the series. Yeah, yeah it's kind of weird, but fast. yeah, you got to give them kind of credit, the Triple Crown guys, for doing what they've done. It's man, mm-hmm. a lot of guys, well, everyone will rag on them, but you got they're doing the best they can, so you got to give them credit. Yeah, not even that, but like just the even just the Fresco racing. I seen a little bit behind the scenes stuff at Gopher, obviously just being there and uh, some of the stuff they had to deal with. Is, man, it's just like it opens up your eyes. Just I mean, just with how how people did like how much uh, effort people put in to try make us not go racing and make yeah. these events not happen is pretty crazy but uh it's cool to see go for walton and the whole like triple crown obviously we're gonna be heading singly deschambeau here but see cool to see all of them uh work their butts off and stuff just to get us racing and i, I don't know what i would have done if we didn't race this year <laughs> that would have been so weird you're just like what are you gonna do just pound motos all summer like i don't know i was i was gonna fly out to uh calgary my oh. brother lives in calgary do some downhill mountain biking but oh uh, yeah but i prefer racing <laughs> what did you think of having like uh such a long preseason? did you kind of enjoy that maybe kind of helped you out with like, getting on a new bike and 
Yeah, it, it definitely did. That's uh, when everything was kind of being delayed. Uh, we kind of like we're talking as a team and just like if it's going to benefit any team, it was definitely us because, you know, Dylan was new to the 450, Ryder's new to a big bike and pro racing and me new to the Honda. So uh, any team it was definitely benefit beneficial for us. And it was uh, it was still strange, obviously, because like January, February, even March, you're just like, all right, we're going racing. I think we're supposed to start arena cross in April. Yeah. We're like, all right, we're going racing in April. We're going racing in April. And then March, middle of March came around. And it was like, Oh, I think we might go race in May. We might go race in June. We might go race in July. Yeah. And honestly, by the time when they said we're racing end of July, I didn't believe it till like a week before. I was like, okay, I, I guess we're racing. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of it weird. Yeah, it like honestly probably helped like with the stress and nerves just because it was like I don't know. It's such a regular routine, especially for me. I live pretty close to Gopher, so I was it was uh, I was at Gopher pretty much every day training. So like it was just. I got in such a routine of doing the same things over and over. It did get a bit uh, exhausting, but uh, but yeah. And then once it was like we're going racing at Gopher, and it didn't. I don't know. For, it was weird for me because like I'm like like nothing changing. I'm like sleeping in my own bed, and like I'm like it didn't feel like a pro national for me. I don't know if it was because of all the changes with like being so late in the year and just no just fans. The, the unknown and uh, or just being close to gopher and it being like a regular day so i don't know it was weird wow. yeah it's definitely strange so how's it been lining up with no fans around well i mean i guess there's still a few people but mm-hmm. honestly that i kind of change the atmosphere for you guys i say the only thing i notice is like between motos or before motos it's like super chill around the pit and just kind of like Normally there's always people walking back and forth and like fans and just like, like, I know like being under the rig, it's just like, you're trying to do something and then you go run and like, you know, like get a picture or whatever. So that aspect, it actually makes it easier for us, I'd say, just cause like we focus on doing what we need to do and yeah. there's a little bit more time just to focus on the moto. But uh, once we're on the line, I imagine he can uh, explain more on this, but just when you're on the line, you're just, you're so focused that you're like, there could be a thousand people out there. It could be ten thousand, or it could be one. Yeah. And like, as long as like it's a full gate of racers, you're focused. You're gonna just, yeah. Yeah, I would agree. It's like, yeah, it's a little more. Ch- I find it a little more chill. But yeah, once you go to the line, honestly, it's zero. It's zero difference. It's yeah. uh, exact same. Just uh, yeah, focus on the race. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. But yeah, a lot like it's yeah. pretty chill around the pits, and only difference I guess on the line is just all the mechanics wearing masks. Yeah. yeah. How do you like that? How do you like wearing a mask on when it's thirty nine degrees out? <laughs> it's yeah, I can't complain. You guys are on the track out there putting in real effort, but breathing through that thing when it's forty one degrees, like in Gopher, there and it's uh, <laughs> the air's not thin. It's, it, it's it thick. wasn't fun. There's a few times you step back to the corner, pull it down, <gasps> take a breath. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, like you said, do what we got to do to go racing. It's what we love rather be here than at home so yeah exactly it's pretty cool like i was saying before just seeing seeing it all come together and uh yeah i mean i know there's some people complaining about wearing masks and stuff but it's cool to see that you're just you're chill about it you're not like you're not complaining what are you gonna do exactly like wear them or go home yeah a lot of people like to get angry about it but like why why are you so angry about it it's like getting angry at a mud race what are you gonna do yeah I mean, I might either have still pack up, angry. go home, or get on the track. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. It, I mean, 
it is what it is. We we're we're all in the same boat. I think that's kind of kind of why like I feel like most people are getting through everything that's going on in the world too. It's just like if we're all in the same boat. Yeah. Like it's not like this country has to deal with something and then that country's doing something else. We're all we're all doing this together and yeah. uh it's not outside of moto too it's cool to see kind of everything come together and uh people i mean working hard to get us back to regular life yeah for sure yeah it'll be interesting to go back to the one one day format next weekend yeah that's kind of interesting how you don't have that three day or three moto formats so overalls are going to be a little different i mean yeah. not that overall counts for points position but just different guys might end up on the box because of consistency right yeah yeah you're seeing a lot of inconsistency not maybe not with like the top guys but like past five it's like some yeah. guy that gets eighth went like 6 14 20 or like 6 14 yeah. 11 or something like that it's kind of weird yeah exactly it's uh actually i think i think yeah like in the 250 class the top five top i know us top four we're I went four four four. Canelo went three three three. Welton went two one two, and Pettis one two one. So like, yeah, pretty consistent. Obviously, I don't want to be where I was, but uh, but yeah, the behind that, I think I don't who got six. I know Makai got six in a moto. I think he got like seventh overall, but like, yeah, he went like fourteen six ten or something for like seventh or something. Yeah, it's crazy. I might be way off on the result there, but yeah, it's crazy how uh, just like that how like just like one bad moto can either like yeah put you way back or like one good moto can help you out so much yeah for sure what's it like uh how's dylan he's crushing it this year yeah that's crazy i yeah. didn't i don't think anyone predicted him to win all six the first six motos no and i i even got asked before i like how i thought dylan's gonna do and i knew he was gonna like win but uh I didn't. I didn't even expect this. I know he was super fast, and uh, honest to be honest with you, in the off season, riding with him and everything, like it was frustrating. Like I'm like, how's like, am I going that slow or is he going that fast? And uh, even Colton says something. He's like, I'm happy I'm retired. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. like, man, he's ripping, and it's cool to see. He's, uh, yeah, even just from my first start racing him in 17, and then now watching him like just how much he's changed as a rider and uh it's cool kind of being under the tent he's obviously been in my shoes and uh helping me out a lot too so yeah it's pretty so he's, cool and he's been kind of guiding you along a bit then trying to kind of he's, he's like he's had so much growth as a racer like more than anyone i can even think of from like 17 to or 16 to 17 to 18 like to like even from last year last year he made a ton of growth and this year i feel like he's even just stepped that up a notch yeah and uh yeah, between him and Colton, uh, I think he's uh, he's learned a lot from Colton, and then uh, he's kind of took that like 450 mentor spot from Colton and helping out me. But then obviously I still get a lot of help from Colton. So uh, between the two of them, I honestly couldn't ask for two uh, two better guys to be under, and obviously chasing uh, what they've accomplished, and hopefully uh, hopefully it all pays off. Yeah, yeah, it's all good tracks for him too. He's he's good at. Gofrey's good here. He's good at Sandalee. He's good at Deschambeau. It's yeah. perfect for him. Yeah, for real. It's. Uh, I mean, it's still super early in the season, but uh, as long as he keeps the ball rolling, I think uh, see see him win the championship. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. 
Are you uh, are you excited to go sand Leo Deschambeau or you, uh... Actually, I am. I've been me and Keelan have been riding a lot of sand this, so I almost feel like I'm actually better in the sand than the hard packs now. Suddenly, it's kind of weird. You heard I think, going East Coast. You're, yeah, uh, head right for the sand dunes, eh? Yeah, I think we rode. I went to. I only rode the Calgary track maybe like five times. I don't think I even maybe four times because it wasn't open for a long time. Then it was members only. I didn't want to buy a membership because we were coming out here. So I'm like, is it really worth buying a membership? And they finally opened up for like five ride passes, so I bought one of those. I don't think I even used it all, but yeah, we've just been riding. There's a couple different sand tracks we've had out there. We've just been motoing down there nonstop. So, yeah, yeah. I seen a couple of Instagram clips. It looks sick. Yeah, is some it just good like spots. a is that a track or just kind of like? It's like out in the hills. It's there's no like actual tracks, like no actual sand tracks. But yeah, there's like a couple little spots out in the hills. There's one place like right out in the mountains, out like by Wipers. There's like a bunch of trail riding out there. So we found a little sand track out there. Went out there a bunch. We went, found this other little place, but then we got booted out of there. Fined. No way. <laughs> yeah, it's on like it's in like some oil company or something owns the land, but it's like in the middle of nowhere, farmer's field. You just and drive they, out there. It's like one no, random no sand warning, dune. just straight to the fine, eh? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I got yeah. yeah They've this. been warning guys for a few years, and I think they got fed up oh, finally. Yeah, yeah, the landowner wanted us out guy. there, so yeah, but. This is what it is. We got lots of good riding in. How much was the fine? What's that? How much was the fine? Three hundred bucks each. So it was me, Dom, and Keelan. They got nine hundred bucks out of us. Wow. That's I'm a good day. Go uh, open up a f- or buy a field and just have a sand dunes and start charging people. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I would never do that to Moto. No. That sucks. But um, I was gonna go somewhere. Yeah, but yeah, I'm looking forward to Sandalia. I feel like Gopher is like kind of an anomaly out of all the there's no you can't really go anywhere and get anything like go for even on a practice day you can't I, even i rode there uh like i think the saturday after like the race just to just to ride and like the, our backtrack was pretty shot so i just wanted to go see how i felt like after like the race weekend so didn't want to drive anywhere so just rode gopher and i was thinking i'm like you can't even train at gopher for gopher <laughs> yeah like, it, it's no it nothing is like race day at gopher or pro national and it just yeah, like it's it's nuts. It's pretty gnarly because they left like a lot of the turns from Saturday, so it was like I felt bad for the girls out there on Saturday morning when they left like a lot of the turns. I'm just watching them just like whoa through a turn. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was good. It's a good separator, and you seen a lot of guys. It showed you if you did the work or not. So there's a lot of guys that you could you could definitely tell they did the work, and some guys are like, oh, well, I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it separates the men from the boys, but is. Yeah, I don't even want to go there next year. I might be freaking dead. <laughs> <laughs> Three moto format on the hottest weekend of the year. Go for it. Let's start. Oh, yeah. Let's start the national series there. Yeah, no warm up. <laughs> just let's go racing. Like I think that even made it just a little bit like gnarlier. It's first round. Like the intensity is up. The nerves yeah. are a little bit higher. And yeah, uh, it's not like you've been racing for four weeks and then it's just like another round. It's it's the first round. And uh, as most racers know, it's just like even just anyone that knows race and you know like the first round is going to be uh just a little bit more nerve-wracking and uh yeah so drop the gate at gopher is pretty gnarly yeah you guys at least had a couple races out here you could do we had nothing in alberta yeah and actually two of the three races i did was one was at gopher one was here at walton and then the other one was at gopher (laughs) so uh yeah this year definitely i mean i think a lot of like years being on the year living on the east coast uh like it benefits it's the east coast has most of the races and then now all the races obviously this year out here so uh 
when I saw the schedule, I was pretty pumped by like being like you or Keelan and just any anyone from out west. You guys are probably pretty bummed about that. Yeah, a lot of people like to bitch about it, but I mean, you can't really blame them. I mean, Alberta kind of they you couldn't even run a race out there. I don't think if they wanted to with yeah. the the restrictions they got going on. No. So, I mean, what are you gonna do? At least just happy well, to go racing, like we said. And before. you gotta come out east anyways like the series comes out here yeah. so you're coming out no you're matter what you're planning on coming out here racing yeah. the same amount of venues obviously doing yeah. more motos or whatever but still staying yeah you're kind of getting more bang for your yeah, buck exactly. right now right yeah. yeah it's actually i feel like there's a fair amount of like western racers like i heard uh Noof was saying actually or ryan lockhart was saying that he thinks this might be like one of the most like for the amateur national one of the most uh like like the most western racers they've oh, ever really? had or maybe not ever but like in the <clears throat> last previous years that thinks there's gonna be a lot of western racers so it's pretty sick to see yeah well, yeah. well i guess there's nothing to race back home so i might as well come out here might as well you and, you, and you haven't spent it. haven't spent money back home like you you probably got a fresh race bike ready to go ready to ride it why not come out yeah yeah exactly i know right before covid hit like i feel like everyone's like it's March, man. That's when you start, like, getting ready and, like, getting your race bikes ready. And and then, obviously, obviously COVID hit, and then everyone's so, at home. you got nothing else to do but work on your dirt bikes. What changed in your program, training-wise, getting ready-wise? Or did you kind of just stay to the grindstone and just go? No, we, uh, obviously, once we realized, it was, like I said before, it was hard. Like, it's like we thought we were going racing in May. And then we thought we were going racing in June and then July. So, like, when when at first, like, obviously the races got pushed back, it just kind of, my down south program just kind of got put into a little bit extra longer before, like, before I like my last little bit of training before the season. And then, yeah, then once we kind of figured out it was going to be, like, because like, at first it was supposed to be, like, July. Sorry, July we were supposed to start yeah, racing. Yeah, like July 7th or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. So, in that came out i want to say like uh, may yeah I, something I like that no yeah. everything blends together like um so yeah then i uh i just kind of chilled we t- took like three weeks off the bike but uh it's actually talking to derek i never really like stopped actually really working out and riding i was always doing something i never just like took a break but uh yeah i just kind of we went like trail riding and just kind of did some fun stuff while we were like on that little more break of like our regular program but we never really stopped training and riding but yeah. i mean gotta yeah. stay sharp yeah it's kind of it's kind of tough yeah but yeah just kind of step back a little bit you just kind of stay on your base training until you kind of wait a little bit longer to ramp up your zones and stuff like that so yeah exactly i mean i feel like we're all in the same situation it's not like when Every COVID hit, it's not like everyone was like, all right, now we're going to do this for sure. Like, it was just like, it's a lot of unknown. Yeah. I mean, just kind of just played it by ear. And, like, we, I mean, we were, we were with the same trainer, and I imagine he was doing the same thing, just kind of just talking to him and just kind of going week by week at that point, just kind of when we're going to race. And just because, like, there is, like, a high chance that, like, we were keep grinding, grinding, grinding. Like, by the time July 25th came around, we yep. were going to be – burnt out and done but totally which with that big of a break and like i know i went down south like middle of january and like so middle of january to july of just grinding practicing grinding practicing like 
pretty easy to get burnt out. But so yeah, totally. that three break, three week break was pretty crucial. Even though like I still did like some workouts and like, but just everything was toned down. Do you do any like hobbies or anything to make sure you don't get burnt out or? Uh, I will admit when uh, <laughs> when uh, I first got home from South and like everything was kind of being pushed back, I uh, did a little bit of gaming. Yeah. <laughs> will you play Call of Duty? No, NHL. Oh, NHL. Uh, I like, yeah. I like gaming. It's pretty fun. Like I don't, like it's obviously not like a priority, but it's nice at nighttime after I'm done like all my crap and then just go home and just chill, connect. Play game. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, I got into gaming. We started playing COD a bit. We got played a little bit of Supercross. Yeah, actually, I all my actually during COVID at one point, we had like. I think you can have the max people you can have like in like a super cross lobby for the game is twelve and we had like twelve. We one night we had like almost two full lobbies and like it was crazy. But oh, yeah, you uh, did like a kind of a fundraiser race, too, didn't you? I remember. I think I I donated to that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, I think I did it in May. So uh, yeah, just we were honestly doing nothing, and then uh, what got the idea started was um, there's a it's called McFadden's movement. It's for mental health, and they put on one for NHL that I did, and then I'm like, I don't know, I just do the same thing. I know so many people that play this Supercross game, and then, I mean, it really took not much effort, and just I mean, raised like getting almost like twelve hundred dollars or something, and That's sweet. Uh, for what it was like four hours of like Damn. that night of gaming. So like it was pretty cool, and. Uh, yeah, it was pretty fun, and obviously I wasn't I wasn't too sure if I was gonna be able to do my bike ride here at Walton uh, at that time. So I'm like, everyone's at home right now. Everyone's gaming. It's a perfect opportunity to at least do something this year. Obviously, uh, so yeah, now I get to do both. So it's best of both worlds. Yeah. So uh, I guess while we're on the topic, let's talk a little bit about uh, your fundraiser you got coming up this Saturday. That's right, Saturday. Yeah, this Saturday, um, putting on. We did. This will be the second annual. We did it last year as well, but it's just uh, a bicycle ride called Ride With Me um, in support of mental health. Uh, teaming up with Walton, which is awesome that they're letting us do this, especially during these times. Um, them and Tanner, Steff, or Tanner Steffer Foundation. Uh, yeah, just putting on a bike ride, just kind of getting everyone together. And uh, obviously the main goal is to raise awareness for mental health. Um, yeah, as most of you probably know, two years ago, I uh, lost my brother due to suicide. So uh, at the time, I like, knew I needed to do something with like the, with like, I don't know even the word, like the pull I have in the sport. Um, I knew just, even us racers, man, we deal with uh, a lot of adversity, adversity and uh, uh, it's hard on our mental health. And so I knew I need, definitely need to do something. And uh, yeah, so yeah, the last, or almost would have been almost two years ago at the end of 2018 uh melody from walton her and i got in touch and yeah came up with the ride with me which is perfect so uh day before walton and the reason i really love it being here at walton is because this was my brother's favorite track he was here every year for the trans can he was running around corner corner and uh so it's uh pretty special to have it here so and then uh we're actually doing a raffle as well so we got I think we got like a pressure washer, Atlas brace. Um, got some people donate some like gas cards. Last year we did a it was an auction, but this year with just everything uh, with the COVID, just to keep less people from being in one area, the raffle was a lot easier and yeah. it's going to be announced online. 
Um, so yeah, it's pretty cool, and uh, I'm stoked to do it. Sweet. So where can people go to uh, check it check it out or donate or buy a raffle ticket? So uh, I actually haven't posted anything about the raffle yet. I'm doing that today, but okay. uh, just on my Instagram, it's called Racing for Mental Wellness. Um, all the donations this year are just going to be uh, e-transferred or cash. Um, the e-transfer is uh, Racing for like the number four, Racing for Mental Wellness at gmail.com. Okay, we'll and, put a link up on the yeah. on the Instagram and the YouTube. Perfect. So people yeah. can uh, get on that. And then uh, so. For the ride, if you guys are here at Walton, it's uh, we're maxed out at 75 people just because we can't. We can, that's all we can have for uh, with COVID. But I think right now we're 40 people signed up, so cool. 35 spots left. And then, uh, so yeah, it's 50 dollars for that, and then uh, a raffle ticket's 20 dollars. So uh, if you're email transferring uh, for the bike ride, you just have to put your name and then the 50 dollars, and then if it's uh, for the raffle, it's $20, or if you want to buy however many, you just have to put the quantity and your name and phone number, and then uh, if you win, you get called. We're going to do the draw on Saturday, probably after the after the awards of the... Uh, or no, sorry, not after. Before the awards for the... Um, amateurs. Yeah, amateurs. So, And then, obviously, if you're on site and want to do cash uh, for the bike ride, you just have to email that just to reserve your spot. I know it's not ideal. I was hoping to have my website up by now, but just with how fast, uh, just with, with race and everything, it's tough to get everything going. So uh, hopefully we can be a little bit better on that side next year. But uh, but yeah, so back to what I was saying, I, I'm so, I get lost so quick. But <laughs> back to say, saying about, um, about if you want to bring cash, yeah, just email that email and then uh, bring the cash when you come to the ride. Um, and then we'll be selling tickets here all week. Sweet, yeah, that's awesome. And so, like all skill, doesn't matter what kind of skill level you are on a bike. You can anyone they can go mountain bike, anything like that. They can just yeah. go sign up. Any bike you want. Uh, I mean, my little brother does it. He and uh, yeah, last year we had uh, like all obviously us pros who do a lot of road biking, or even just had some people who never even really rode a bicycle before. Or, well, road bicycle, but like don't bike very often. Who did it, and and that's that's actually what I want to see. I don't want to see just us guys who are road biking and yeah. and like do this for a living. I want to see everyone get together and uh, yeah, just have all all sorts of people there and just some have some laughs. And we're actually I forgot to mention we're actually having food catered. It'll be uh, it's called the High Creek Farms. Last year we went to Cowbell, which was really cool and obviously which I really wanted to do again this year, but uh, just makes more sense to have it here and. We can, obviously there's a lot of property here and we can do our social distancing and do everything, I think a little bit more proper here. So, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, it's pretty awesome how like the motocross community can all rally together and get behind a cause and it's like a big community and it's just pretty cool that everyone kind of supports it. Yeah, for sure. And I know, uh, I know a big thing for me when I first started doing it was I was like, I didn't want to like seem like I was like, just like. I don't know, wanting attention and yeah. it was a big thing for me to come over or overcome sorry and and I just kind of came to realize that like like man like what I'm doing is definitely definitely for the right thing and like I've had a lot of people open up and it's opened up my eyes people that I've never never thought that would want to come and talk to me and like open up and and I feel like I've I've done I've done what I set out to do but obviously like as a racer I always want to do better and uh yeah, I want to keep growing this throughout my career and 
just uh, you know, I just want to be if anyone, anyone needs any anyone to talk to, and I'm I'm an open book, so uh, yeah. yeah. That's awesome that you can uh, yeah make a difference even just with uh, just I I was announced my ride that I was gonna do home from here to Calgary. Obviously, I haven't actually said this publicly, <laughs> but uh, I'm not actually do able to do the ride this year just with how late it goes and how late the series is and going from Deschambault is an extra like 800 or 1,000 kilometers. So it just didn't really work out this year. Uh, I'm hoping I can do it next year though. Uh, it's kind of a bummer that I was kind of getting ready to trying to get everything lined up and then all of a sudden it's like, oh no. And then, then you know, like at one point I'm like, are we even gonna go racing? Like it's kind of hard to make a plan. So I think I'm just gonna put it off till next year and hopefully gives me a little more time to kind of get everything rolling too. Yeah, exactly, and it's it's tough, like kind of organizing that kind of stuff. Also, trying to like imagine even for you, it's a lot harder. You're on your own program, trying to organize, just getting out here and yeah. alone, and then you'd have to get everything home, and it it's not hard organizing it. So, uh, man, I give you props, and yeah, hopefully it all plans out next year. And uh, man, if it plans out, I'd love to do it with you. Yeah, we were talking about that on our little bike ride the other day. It's like, yeah, it'd be sweet if you could if this if the schedule lined up where it give you enough time to. To ride home, to ride to Calgary, and then get back in time for Supercross or whatever. However, the schedule ends up being, but yeah, that'd be sick. And uh, I mean, once once schedule schedule releases, we'll have to talk. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Yeah, be sweet. Was, so, uh, so was there ever a point where you're like, man, I don't even know if we're gonna be going racing this year, like in the preseason? Oh, for sure. Like I said, I I really didn't believe we we're gonna go racing until I'd say like for sure two like two weeks. I'm like, okay, like. I guess like it's kind of happening but like all the way up to that point it was like there's no way they can delay it any longer there's no way they're going to start in August like if they're making a change it's going to be canceled and obviously that's not what anyone wants but uh, yeah so I really I was just like I don't know just train like it's going to happen just act like it's going to happen if it doesn't uh, I mean it is what it is And but yeah I was there was times I was like oh, it's hard to like get that motivation and uh go ride but I mean, I'm, we're all in the same boat yeah i was gonna that's gonna actually ask you that it was like any point where like during all of it where you're like you're kind of thinking man it's not maybe we're not going racing how was how was like the mental battles trying to keep yourself going and uh stay on the program and everything like that it's tough i mean uh just doing the same thing every day and like and yeah, like not having that like end goal of like, all right, we're gonna go racing, and then because I feel like I feel like the off season is like such a grind, and like you really look forward to go racing because once you're racing, like racing's honestly the easier part. You get to chill through the week, like do light light road bike rides, light workouts. You're not like riding pounding motos, pounding the road bike or mountain bike, and like going home and like crashing on the couch. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you I mean you have more time like. You want to go golf? You have time to go golf, like during like the season, and uh, so I feel like we all kind of look forward to racing. Like that's like kind of what motivates us to like work harder, 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 and obviously winning. That's what yeah. Or succeeding. Everyone, everyone likes to like have that goal and reach that goal. And when you're like d doing the exact same thing that you would if you had that goal, but not knowing if you're gonna even gonna be able to really even go race to achieve it, it's like man, this is tough and. Uh, but when yeah, I had Dylan and Ryder at Gopher pretty much the whole time. They both went home uh, for a little bit and then came back. But, uh, yeah, so it was, I mean, I saw Dylan go ride. He's champion. So, I mean, 
I had like I'm not gonna just go watch him ride. I'm just gonna watch him work <laughs> out because I'm not sure if I'm gonna ride. Like I was like, yeah. I gotta do what I gotta do. But uh, I don't know. I I enjoy riding my dirt bike. I mean, we all do. And uh, I feel so. Yeah, I never really got too burnt out of riding. But there was a point where I was like, man, I need a break. <laughs> yeah, you got a lot of hours on your bike, your practice bike this in the preseason. Yeah, I went through a couple practice bikes, but. If I could add them up right on my top of my head, I, I'd say I'd be close to 150 hours oh, yeah, on a practice a bike, and uh, that's that was from like January till, till uh, yeah till like right my current practice bike right now, but uh, I put a lot of hours on the Honda from the time I was allowed to ride it till till we had snow in Ontario, which was pretty late so if i added that that's probably another 20 to 30. Yeah, that's sweet yeah but. i gotta probably i went through two practice i'm on my second practice bike i think it's probably have like a 100 hours but i didn't start riding until march yeah and then i came back and quarantined and didn't ride for like another two or three weeks and there's still snow on the ground so still a lot of hours for yeah more than i usually i come into the season with like because i'm usually this is the first year i haven't worked full-time coming into the season so usually i have like 25 hours on my bike for the season but it's been kind of nice yeah i saw dom podium yesterday yeah she had a great day actually it's kind of like her she like she like thrives in those conditions where it's like ruddy and technical and like kind of the tracks a lot slower yeah so that kind of worked into her favor and then yeah she rode awesome she got first moto she started off super slow got like a 13th place start and then got back up to fifth and then second moto she got like didn't get a great start but somehow she came out third and then passed into second and just rode awesome so that's that's pretty good that's i mean obviously you didn't have the best weekend but it's at least the rewarding seeing your wife go out and like kill it at least it's like i mean not like you not like you're saying to yourself we're not like we're like i hate being here but it's yeah. obviously it's hard to like sit here and like be super stoked because like you had a crap weekend i mean i know if you're if you're like me i man, I, I, i'm like all right i want to go race next weekend but it's pretty cool to at least uh have some some positive vibes under the tent yeah i was joking around i'm like at least one person's made this trip worth it so far <laughs> but uh yeah no i've actually it's been awesome coming out here i've never really done this before where i just like i'm always finding it out so it's been pretty cool we went out and stayed at gopher for a few weeks before me and you did some mountain bikes and road bikes riding together a little bit so it's actually been super fun went to, went to hayden halstead's place for a week or a couple weeks after gopher and that was awesome it's just been it's been pretty fun like not it's not as fun as or funner than i expected i didn't really i just never experienced it before i guess yeah random fact uh i think the weekend off it might have been the friday of our weekend off you were in port dover Oh yeah, you were leave, you and it was you, Hayden, Dom, and Hayden's Meg. Yeah, Meg, and uh, yeah, we were like up in like a balcony, and like I could like see down and see you guys, but like if I looked over, like it was like a balcony, and then there was a lower balcony, but I, it was a roof on it, so I couldn't like see you guys, but like I had like ducked down to see you guys, cause my buddy that I was with pointed out there was Hayden, and then you guys were there as well, and then I'm like, I can't yell, cause then like people are gonna look at me, and you're probably not even gonna be able to see me. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dom was saying you sent her a message, but yeah, it's funny because we were actually I think we were sitting in that exact same table. Is that two eleven or whatever yeah, that place is? Million. We were sitting in that place, uh, like probably the same table, like an hour before. <laughs> we just went down to the pier and then walked back, and then 
yeah, yeah. you said to snap to Hayden, so it's pretty funny. You're sitting in like the same table. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, uh, it's always cool seeing moto guys in like a town that you're living or like because I actually live in Simcoe now, which is only like 15 minutes from Port Dover. So. Oh yeah, Simcoe. That's right by Hayden's house too. Yeah, it's yeah, like not too minutes. far from Hayden. So it's always cool. I remember living. So I grew up in Woodstock, which is like the the town you pull off of yeah. uh, when you're heading to Gopher from the 401 and. Like, growing up, the the rigs would always park at the hotel right there. So I remember, like, as a kid, I'm like, this is so sick. There's all the rigs there, and uh, it was always cool seeing, like, the... I've never really seen pros in the town, but, like, I mean, over the years, you always see people in your town. It's cool. I always love Gopher Weekend for that reason. Yeah, it's cool. I had another question, but I can't think of what it was. Uh, I got one for you guys here. Um, so outside of like winning or having a good race what's your favorite part about riding like why do you keep staying on a bike i mean every time that i don't ride a bike for a couple weeks i like i don't like i like i miss like just like i don't know like just like the adrenaline you get like that feeling you get of just like like feeling of just going super fast and like everything clicking i miss that feeling and like man I want it and like I think that's why when I'm when I'm training and riding I think that that's also kind of what motivates me is I like like that feeling like there's nothing beats that feeling when you're like man I am going fast right now I don't know at least for me yeah I'm the same way I think we've talked about it before on the podcast before but yeah for me it's like yeah that same kind of thing where you just like everything's clicking everything's flowing it's like you cannot beat that feeling and then just like I don't know, I just love that feeling at the end of the day where you're just like, man, I just like, I felt sick out there. I was just like, I pounded it out. You're like looking at your heart rate, Dad. I'm like, man, I was like 180 heart rate for 30 minutes, and it's like knowing that you laid it all out there for the day. It's like that's a pretty satisfying feeling. Yeah, and like that is a really good feeling, and like even just like aside from like the training aspect of everything, and just like. I don't know. I think we've all rode a dirt bike, and, like, it's it's hard to explain to a person who doesn't ride a dirt bike, yeah. like, that feeling of riding a dirt bike. Like, even if you're just riding in the field or going as fast as him and I are, it's, like, I don't know. You're riding a dirt bike, it's just... Grabbing gears. Yeah, it's just, yep. I don't know. It's it's hard to explain that feeling. It's, it's hard to explain dirt bikes in general just to people who don't get it. Uh, like, obviously, like, I got a girlfriend, like, in the fall, and... She was, didn't really know much about dirt bikes or her family and just trying to explain just how even racing works. It's hard to explain because yeah. obviously racing is one thing, but each racing is different. Like obviously we're a lot different than like Formula One or like NASCAR. Yeah. yeah. And it's just hard to explain like, well, why do you race twice or like qualify? What's qualifying? Like, <laughs> so you race in the morning? Or like, yeah. <laughs> why is everyone going out at a different time? Why are they not yeah. going yeah. behind the gate together? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hard to explain like racing and just riding dirt bike to people who don't but uh but yeah it's cool because then like my girlfriend got a bike in the spring and like she's never really rode a dirt bike before and now she loves ripping and yeah. it's kind of dangerous for me did it kind of give you a new perspective on the sport or anything trying to teach someone or explain those uh definitely and it's definitely uh helped my patient <laughs> <laughs> it's like just just do it she'll just ask me a question and be like like, what do I need to do when I'm doing this? And I'm like, you know, like, well, like, just do this. And then she'll go do it. She's like, I can't do it. I'm like, just 
do it. Like, what do you mean? Like, (laughs) something that just comes so naturally to you that it's kind of hard to be like, wow, how can you not just like do that? Like, just shift and do this or whatever. I know sometimes she'll be like, well, this person told me to do this. I'm like, I do it that way then. I don't know. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It's awesome to see. And, uh, actually that's what we spent a lot of time obviously during COVID doing that with being able to ride gopher and she bought a bike off of gopher, which was cool. And then, uh, Dylan's girlfriend rides now and, uh, Dario Zeka, who spent a lot of time at gopher as well. His girlfriend was riding. So, uh, and then Ryder's little sister started riding a lot more. So it's super, super cool to see a lot of people get into moto and, uh, and honestly get into moto for different reasons than you and I are into moto. And it's, it's good for a sport. They're buying bikes and that's why they're racing. So it's cool to see. Cool. Think of your question yet? I can't think of it. (sighs) I do that a lot. I went up to someone, I think yesterday and I was like, Hey, like what? I'm like, Never mind. I don't know what I wanted to tell you. <laughs> Walk across the pits to go talk to someone. I'm like, oh, I can't even remember what I was go- where who was I going to see. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, how's your day? <laughs> no, that's the worst. But. Yeah. So looking forward to Walton this weekend. Hopefully she doesn't rain again. <sighs> yeah. I hopefully uh, got it rain out of the way. Yeah. The forecast doesn't look too good though. No. But they don't. They don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. A week. I, I, like, why even Sunday? bother? Yeah. Why even bother putting a forecast out for yeah. seven days? 14 days like you have no clue what's gonna happen well they yeah. weren't even calling for that rain no saturday night and just came in yeah i said 40 percent chance of rain i'm like like one mil yeah <laughs> all of us were i think we're surprised when we woke up and it was like yeah. i know i woke up in the middle of the night and i was like is this is, i think it's supposed to rain and then i'm like oh what is what it is probably be perfect for tomorrow because like saturday was pretty dry and like i remember a lot of people were hounding barry the track guy here were like put more water put more water so he did and then everyone's like biting their tongues or like, <laughs> yeah it actually might have been pretty good if they didn't water because there yeah. was that one section of track where they changed it like after the finish line where you go right you used to, used to go straight there's that one strip of track it looked mint yeah <laughs> but everything did. else is just swamped out yeah but i mean it is what it is if it didn't if it didn't water it wouldn't have rained yeah exactly and yesterday would have been dust bowl or something so yeah. that's the thing about the sport too or even yeah motocross is like expect the unexpected Yep. <laughs> That's kind of what's fun about it, too, is every day you show up, something different. Yeah. Even at the same track, it's totally different. Yeah. Two days in, of racing the same track, and all three motos were totally different condition. And it'll probably be different next Sunday, too. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Especially after all week of the amateurs riding in, like, moisture. Well, punching the mic here. The moisture getting into it, and then... Uh, that's why I've always liked racing at the end of the week. It's like, I feel like the track's like the sickest on the last day. It's yeah, like totally. They've been pounding water into it all week, and then yeah. it obviously rains one day through the week. and So it's a lot of moisture in the ground, but uh, let's hope it rains. It's supposed to rain tomorrow, and hopefully that's it. Yeah. Especially yeah. so because I'm yeah. racing this year. I, it's cool to watch mud motos, but it's never fun to be part of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I would like mud racing a lot better if I wasn't like worried about blowing my bike up or something like that. Yeah, so. yeah or if I wasn't like five yeah that's, that's a problem well, too i have and we were kind of talking about this riding in the mud's actually kind of fun it's a good time racing in the mud different situation yeah yeah and it's i mean it's tough like i my mechanic yesterday was between moto two and three or one and two of sunday like we barely made it to the line and like he was pinning it just so like because we had to change a tire a clutch uh, just like little things out of like a hose break so you had to fix it oh. and like 
and he was pinned at wide open, and like even my dad just kind of stepped in just to help a little bit, and wow. and like it's I, mean, I give like props to the people who made that second moto, and all of us actually like they're announcing like two minutes to staging close, and there's just like a big lineup at staging, everyone's last minute, just because like it's tough. I think we have it's like in the in like the schedule, maybe it's an hour between the time we come off and we have to go back up for staging, but realistically, by the time you come off and you actually get your back to your pit and like get situated it's like 40 minutes yeah. 45 minutes and that goes by fast you can't Not spend when you're 45 minutes washing a bike oh yeah here. oh yeah yeah that stuff yesterday was super sticky it took yeah. like five to ten minutes just to get off my boots so give give the mechanics props and it was gnarly yeah at least now you're allowed to run a different bike because i remember back in the day when we uh, we had a mud race in morden manitoba in like 20 well or 2011 or something and i blew my bike up in the first moto and i didn't even make the second moto because like by the time i washed the bike i pulled my practice bike motor out i was gonna swap it into my race i didn't even get halfway there oh. yeah and that's yeah that's probably the best one of the best things they did was just i mean everyone's got two bikes and like let's be real like like yeah if you have a second bike and you're not like why aren't you allowed to race it like you're obviously racing the best bike as your first bike anyway yeah, yeah. It's what you're well, kind of I don't know how many bikes would have finished if you had to ride the same one all day yesterday because that first moto was hard on some bikes. They were smoking, coming across the yeah, line like pretty bad. For a second lap, like yeah. this thing's just pouring coolant. Yeah, my bike actually, I had a little problem the first couple laps, it was smoking, but it was just like a, it was a coolant hose, so it was just, it was hitting like the pipe and burning, it was nothing uh, like, the bike was fine, but I'm like, oh no, <laughs> but it, uh, it's a Honda, it lasts forever. Yeah. yeah. Honda's are old, reliable Hondas. Can't do it. Alright, got anything else? You guys, anything else you want to talk about? I don't know, I can sit and talk all day once I get talking, but yeah. like, trying to think of something, I'm always like... Yeah, I went here on the spot. Yeah, I think I put a thing out on Instagram, let's see if we got any questions. While you check that out. So, we had a couple of your teammates on, we knew their answer. Oh, I'm curious to hear from you, what's your favorite track? On the series right now, series right now, well, or let's say the normal West Coast was in there and everything. That's hard to say too because this would be my third year of like racing the Triple Crown, and the West has changed every single yeah, year. That's true. So, I'd say out of all three years, I'd say I I'm a big fan of Deschambeau. I've always had good luck there. It's like one of those tracks you go there and you're just like, yeah. this is my place. You know what I mean, this kind of gives you the extra little edge of confidence and stuff, but. Uh, McNabb Valley, obviously not last year, but in 2018 was sick. It was awesome. Year? Yeah, it was yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was, it was sick. Cool. Um, it looked kind of similar-ish to this. Maybe not quite the elevation. Similar dirt. Similar like, dirt. Similar dirt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, similar dirt, but just like the way that track flowed was sick. And yeah. The, uh, the elevation was super sick. and Yeah, pretty actually, yes, with like with the, what do they call it, like the valley section here, it's pretty similar, like yeah. up and down and. Yeah, well, you, you probably answered already on on one of your yeah. Shows, I think McNabb or I like Calgary on National Day, but yeah, so do I. I uh, last year I really liked it. I mean, I feel like I like any track that I do good at. Yeah, any exactly. Track I don't do good at. So, <laughs> <laughs> what's your least favorite track you've raced at on the National Series? Uh, I didn't know. I wasn't a big fan of Popcom. I oh, feel yeah. like I feel like like a track like that second moto yesterday where it's like deep ruts and like super technical kind of suits more of what I like 
and popcorn was the opposite, just super fast and like little holes and choppy and yeah, I was I was kind of scared racing that track. We were going so fast and like yeah, I wasn't wasn't too excited about the track. But I mean, I'm not gonna like every track we ride, obviously. But uh, yeah, I'd have to say popcorn was my least favorite. Are you glad we're not, not watching? And don't you like me now. But. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, glad you're not glad we're not going to Moto Park or happy to have two rounds at Walton or. I honestly think Motor Park would have been good. Like Motor Park's kind of like that as well. It's super fast, and uh, but then, then again, I I like Motor Park. Maybe just because it's close to home. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> no, I actually went there last week. I, was, I actually really liked the track. I just don't know how well it would race or. Yeah, I know like a lot of people who like are there for like when they're doing their Walton prep, and they they I guess they till it pretty deep, and it gets like deep ruts, and like not what your typical Motor Park is, and they were saying that's what they probably would have done, and. I feel like if it was like that, a little bit more technical and slow down, it would have been really good to race. And but uh, I mean, I, I know they've been talking for a couple of years. They've wanted to go there, and it'd be cool just to go there and see like how it is and how it would be. Especially if they did till it and and like got it like the like the people were saying like it, how it does before Walton. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, every track has its goods and bads. And, uh. Same for everyone, right? Yeah, when the gates drops, the track's the same for everyone. Yep. You got any plans to try to hit any rate? Well, not this year because it's tough with the COVID thing, but in the future, any plans to go south and do any racing or overseas? Uh, Yeah, I mean, I was hoping to do some. I know like Dylan did Geneva last year, and uh, Derek said mentioned some. Maybe I could do it this year, but... Uh, some some overseas races would be sweet. I enjoy races like Supercross and like those overseas Supercross are always kind of like perfect timing for us. They're not, they're a little bit after our season and then we have a big break after. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I've always wanted to race AMA Supercross. Um, if it happens, I don't know. It's tough, especially you would if you do West Coast. A lot of travel will go out there and yeah. a lot of money and. And then Supercross in general is a lot of risk. And this is where, yeah, this is where I get paid to race dirt bikes is here in Canada. So it's a lot of risk to, to take to go. I mean, yeah, I get a lot of good experience out of there and like, obviously accomplish some goals of mine. But you gotta look at the, you know, the goods and bads, everything, and and kind of play out, play out the best scenario. And uh, yeah, I mean, I I think eventually I at least do a couple Supercross yeah. races, but. Who knows? They're pretty cool. How about any uh, like AMA outdoors or anything like that? Yeah, if you want to do, I think the original schedule we could have done two of them, Bud's Creek and Ironman this year, but obviously not now. And I was stoked for that because like I know Dylan's gone quite a few times and he wanted to go too, and uh, I think it would have been cool. But I mean, next year probably if we're allowed over the border and everything, yeah. I don't see why not. Especially if they're after our nationals. And, yeah. It'd be cool to go get the experience. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, you did one last year? I did watch two ago, but I blew my bike up, so I didn't get to race. <laughs> oh, damn. The How last was that? year was rough. Pardon? Last year was rough. Just, like, nothing but problems. Got hurt, bike problems, had no bikes for a while, popped my shoulder out. It's, like, one thing after another. But it's racing. Yeah. Washougal looks like a sick track. Have you been there besides that weekend? Or? I went there to watch like a long time ago, maybe like 2010 or something, but is that the year we went? I think so. But yeah, other than that, I had never rode there. Track was like, 
kind of like pop cummy with like just the way the dirt was had like a like almost a more nanaimo -y with like how hard the base was it was like surprisingly slippery hmm. so it looks sick on tv like just yeah. like floating through the trees oh yeah the like the layout's awesome it's i think it was last year was it like Cincerello and Justin Cooper was that yeah. battled? It was amazing. It was. Yeah. I think it was. It might have been Fernandez and Cincerello. I don't remember. Yeah, one of the it was two. one of the star racers, and man, that looks sick. Yeah, it was pretty crazy to watch Tomac down there too. Like, man, he, oh. like, you get such a different appreciation for the racers when you go down there and watch. Like in yeah. person, it's like wow. Like the stuff he was doing, just making everyone else look silly. It was. Yeah, that's how I, uh, that's like anything where it's watching like the Leafs game last night, of course they lost, <laughs> and uh, we're just like, it's just crazy, the difference between TV and real life, like I went to a game in the fall, and, like, and then watching on TV now too, it's just like, gives you a different appreciation of like how fast those guys skate, or like how hard they shoot, and oh. same thing goes for Moto, like. Even a pass, right? Yeah. The, how hard they pass the puck is as hard as an average guy can shoot. Exactly, harder and, than I can shoot, tie that for free. Yeah. And then you watch a guy like Tomek on a dirt bike, and I mean, as a pro racer, you can really appreciate the things he does on a bike, because it's yeah. just unreal. Yeah, going to this nations in 2018 was probably the biggest eye-opener of like, maybe not, I wouldn't say eye-opener, but like, for sure eye-opener, but like, just like, shock just watching those guys like and i didn't really get to watch i never watched them in the uh, in the dry it was in the mud but like her all those guys hurlings even prado on his 250 against those guys like, was like wow yeah. and i think i go fast on everybody <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah some days when you're like you're feeling your floor like man i'm a badass and then yeah. you just like watch but those guys and you're like, that's Jesus. the coolest thing about the sport i can go out there feel like a badass but i'm still 10 seconds off the pace you go out there, you feel like a badass. You're still 10 seconds off the pace of someone faster, right? Like, it yeah. never really stops. Yeah, like, and, like, I know, like, they do destinations and everything, but, like, there's never really any guy that's, like, obviously, like, like, say, Hurling's a brain. Hurling's right now, everyone's like, oh, he's the fastest man on the planet, but, like, that's not, like, a guaranteed fact. And, like, I think it'll be forever an argument, like, America versus Europe, but, like, like yeah, like everyone's like, no, Tomac. Like, when Tomac's on, he's the fastest. And everyone's like, no, when Hurlings is on, he's the fastest. And like, it'd be really, really rare to ever see them like match up and like see who's really the fastest. And like, you have to do it over a series. You can't do one race. It just yeah. doesn't do justice. I mean, yeah. it's it's something, but it's not enough. Oh. Yeah, and like yeah, to get them both like on on the same race would be like that'd yeah. be nuts. Yeah. That's that's when you can say who's the fastest. <laughs> I heard some some kind of crazy idea about doing like combining some MXGP rounds and some US rounds for like just taking like the top twenty from each series and just like m throwing in like mid series that'd be crazy. That'd, that'd be, be cool. sick. Yeah. I know I know cool. like the GPs did come to the states and the states guys raced them because it was after their nationals but like same thing like they kind of just I like I think Cooper Webb was running two fifties he hopped on a four fifty and like kind of things like that but. Like, if it was, like, for money and for points, like, people would yeah. be bringing their A game, and, like, that'd be sweet. A little different. Well, it sounds stupid, and it's adding races, but I think it would be cool to kind of do a, a playoff with all the riders from around the world, right? Like, you say, okay, we got five-round series, and the top ten out of each of those guys in their series goes into another series, and they got five more races, and... 
that would be kind of sick. Yeah. Just like it would definitely draw a lot of attention to the sport. I think because you got people from all over around the world, yeah. and the biggest thing I think would be like getting in on like a lot of TV networks. Like hockey's so easy to watch; you can flip it on your TV and it's there. Like moto, like it's so hard to find sometimes. Like it's hard. Like you have to go buy like a pass to watch the GPS. I'm like. Yeah. Well, I'm racing pretty much every time they're racing, so I really don't want to buy this pass to go watch a race. I've already seen the results. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. but. So you kind of, you touched a bit on uh, wanting to achieve some goals later. And uh, what do you, what do you, what are your goals for this year, next year? What do you want out of riding in the 250 class, let's say? I mean, obviously, I want to be a champion. I mean, that's always what I've wanted to be since I was a kid. And uh, I feel like every year I'm, like, a little bit closer, a little bit closer. and uh, But still not not where I want to be. But this year, I mean, it hasn't really gone to plan. I thought I'd be, obviously, just, just that Gopher didn't really, not the, didn't go the way I wanted to start off the year. And then just still feeling the effects, obviously, this weekend. But... I just want to improve each weekend, just become a podium guy this year and uh, kind of put myself in situations like I did yesterday in that third moto, just fighting for the win and, and uh, getting that taste of a win. And hopefully, yeah. hopefully I can get a moto win or an overall. That would be ideal. Um, and then obviously fight for the championship next year. And, and uh, yeah, in the end of the day, I want to be a champion. It's That's all I think about when I'm training, when I'm riding. It's... It's what I do it for. It's what I put my all my hard work into is to be a champion, and then uh, obviously move up to the 450 class. In the next couple of years would be would be ideal, two to three years. But uh, it's so hard to make a plan in this sport. It changes every day. Everything, every every week, something's different. And it just, I mean, you obviously set out a plan, but it's yeah. not obviously going to go according to plan. But uh, but yeah, that would be ideal. Yeah. Well, yeah, you have one injury. Let's see tweak a knee in a corner that can take you out for the whole year so your plan's shot right there or you're moving up too quick or and who's to say when's the right time to yeah exactly and it's just kind of gotta let things come to you in the sport and you just yeah you just never know and you gotta be at the right place at the right time to get an opportunity and just yep. uh it's kind of crazy how it all plays out in that way and uh like i said you always plan I want to do this and this this and this, this is the plan and try and stick to it as much as you can but I don't think anyone really sticks to their plan yeah. well, as they want to it's funny the older I get here the more I realize timing really does play a lot into everything right like you can want something super bad but if the timing just isn't right you're going to grind yourself into the pavement just fighting for nothing but yeah exactly I mean uh, like if you look at it, like, obviously, it could be totally different, but say Dylan won two years ago in 2017 or 2018 or whatever and went 450 last year, maybe, you know, might not go as well or just, like, maybe that was perfect for him to have those couple years struggle, learn, and then win and then go in the 450 class when he's on top of the 250 class and just – or say, for instance, say that I think I know he – was planning on going 450 this year no matter what if he won or didn't win and say he didn't win and like this year could be totally different for him yeah. just like I find that's kind of crazy in this sport too I mean I feel like that's any sport like a hockey team if they're winning 
they're they're gonna be clicking and like just confidence goes such a long way. Yeah. Momentum. Yeah, and I yeah. find like anyone that's super successful at almost any sport is like super adaptable to any kind of circumstances. They'll make the best out of anything. If things don't things don't maybe go right, they're able to adapt and get back and maybe rebuild and learn and put it forward. So that's like a super important thing if you want to be successful. I feel like. Yeah, exactly, and uh, that and just like if stuff does go bad, they're just like they're not. Like, they're not too low on their lows, not too high on their highs, just kind of totally. staying mediocre and sticking to the goal. So you got you got a two-year deal with uh, GDR? Yeah, yeah, um, 2020 and 2021. You think we'll have a real series next year? I hope so. Or This is a real series, but a uh, like West a, Coast, East Coast like series? Like a normal series. I, I sure hope so. I, mean, <laughs> I think for sure. I mean, like, I, like, like that's one thing about like Canadian moto is that like we literally go from one coast to the next coast like I mean the states kind of does the same thing but they're like they'll go from like I don't know Florida to like Massachusetts to Tennessee like yeah we're like it's pretty cool that we get to go race the west coast and then you come race the east coast it's like it's almost two different series series in one but it's not because like the west coast is completely different than the east coast and like and it and that's what kind of makes up a championship you know like obviously obviously the situation that we're in it's sick that we're even go, able to go racing but like this whole east coast is like a lot even though we're at a hard pack track it's not like a hard pack track out west or even though we're at the sand track it's not like a sand track out west like it's just crazy how just i mean it's four thousand kilometers away it's yeah. totally different everything's different Everything. mountains or flats here <laughs> so yeah, i think you see that a lot with west coast guys that come out to walton like oh yeah hard pack track i'm gonna be right at home and then they get out there and they're like it's just like a totally different thing for sure and like i feel like even for me to go out west there's just like it was like i thought like i'm riding hard pack tracks here but like they're like rutted and tacky and then i went out west and it was like not so rutted and just like super slick and it was like whoa it was just like kind of an eye opener and i never i never been out west until my first pro year and uh like the year before i podiumed at like dechambeau and like they good in the east coast and then i'm like expecting myself to be right there in the west coast of the following year and i'm like i don't know how to ride this stuff <laughs> but then come east coast again where i was comfy i uh got a couple podiums and obviously did a lot better but it's uh it definitely like makes the the championship champion shine if they can uh, manage championship the championship from the west coast to the east yeah. coast. Well, if you can build a little points lead right there, less pressure out east here, and you can kind of perform a little better. Yeah, and I know, I know, like a lot of people are like from the east coast are like, all right, we just get through the west coast, top three in points. I know I can do like shine on the on the east coast or vice versa. Like people who like ride in the west coast like let's let's try and get a good points gap and then come east coast and manage from there yeah for sure i find like with the with it being so different out west and so different out east it's like racing the whole the more years you race the whole series it really helps you grow as a rider because you're riding so many different like even gopher to sandalee is totally different and like there's so many different tracks it seems like even more so than the states it seems like the states they're almost all kind of a little more similar but like riding so many different kinds of tracks out here, it just kind of helps you grow as a rider and really helps your skills, I think. Oh, for sure. And uh, 
yeah, like you said, from like Gulfrida Sandalee and then like let's say Sandalee to Deschambeau, it's totally different. Obviously, those two, I say Sandalee and Deschambeau are a little more similar than like a Sandalee to Gopher. No, yeah. Like you said earlier, nothing compares to Gopher, but yeah. And then you got a hard pack track of like Calgary, which gets rutted and hard, but it's totally different than here at Walton. So it's just, yeah, like you said, you're developing a lot of skills and just like you got to like bike set up. Like it's, it's hard to get like a good bike set up for like. Uh, like you get one for out west and then you come to Walton and like it doesn't work and you're like yeah. man it's like this kind of the same track but it's not it's just it's hard to explain like like the difference of like what you feel between these like the two tracks or like the the two coasts but uh, I mean I feel like most racers are on the same page like west coast and east coast are complete opposites but it's uh, pretty sick we get a race both, both and uh, yeah I don't see why we wouldn't go back there next year yeah, I was looking. actually pretty stoked on what how the series was going to go this year, how we were going to do start the arena cross here on the East Coast, head west, race the West Coast arena cross right into the yeah, like West Coast. Like a couple coast. weeks before, right? Yeah. yeah, West Coast motocross and then head east so that like we only had to go out there once and come back, which would have been, which would have been cool, but uh, obviously it didn't plan out. But I'm curious to see if, if with them not having arena cross first and having outdoors first, if they're going to like that better and if it's going to change the format of how they approach it next year. And yeah, probably, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they take anything, like any of this stuff, like the three-moto format or anything like that and carry it over to next year. I, I mean, they gotta, they're, I feel like definitely with some of the changes, there's, there's good things that are happening, like for the series and like makes their life easier or, or that they like better that they're, they're going to bring over to next year, I think. But, uh, and then the day it has to, I still think it has to be the three, arena cross, motocross, supercross for the triple crown. But yeah. uh, I'm curious to see how they, uh, what they change, or they just go back to how this yeah. was before. So do you enjoy the arena cross, supercross portion, or? Yeah, I feel like uh, I grew up race, riding a lot of like indoor. I we had like two or three indoor tracks around my area, and they were arena crossy, and then. When I was like 14, I actually lived with the Thompsons for a while, and they ran the AX tour, which was in the states. Yeah. And I helped out with them, like just building the tracks and whatnot. And not building the tracks. Got a new job. Helping, helping put up banners and tough blocks. So that was my job. And uh, yeah, and then I got a race the next day and stuff. And uh, so I got to ride a lot of arena cross. And then they actually had like a like a compound in Mississippi, which had arena cross. And uh, so I got to ride a lot of that, which I think helped my helped my indoor skills. And I feel like I'm like pretty technical rider. And I, like, I enjoy I enjoy supercross probably more than outdoors, to be honest. So oh, yeah. cool. I like it. Nice. You? I'm an outdoor guy. Uh, the ice is hard because we don't have anything to ride. Like I've never, I've barely rode any indoor stuff. Like, yeah. yeah, and it's hard to like, once you're like our age you just like, it's hard. like you have to grow up racing it like yeah. you see the kids in the states like Deegan like he has a full blown supercross track and like you know he's gonna be good at supercross but like you gotta like that's how they have to be brought up now if yeah. like that's where for the states that's where they race like the money is and everything yeah. is and that's where it's kind of everything's being pushed over to and uh, like obviously I was lucky enough to grow up racing a lot of arena cross and, and where I feel like in Canada like the last before Triple Crown came, like, it was just outdoors, and, like, everyone just kind of had to focus on the outdoors, which, 
I mean, it, it, it was good, but uh, now that we got indoor and outdoor, it's, uh, I see a lot of kids now even, about 65 to 85s, like, riding arena cross tracks and, like, yeah. more, I know, I don't know about the West Coast, but I know there's a couple new tracks on the East Coast that have Supercross, like, uh, just, like, private, private oh, yeah. tracks or just, like, just practice tracks, which you've never seen before, and it's, it's cool to see, and, uh, I mean, I enjoy it. I think the biggest thing for me, too, is I like that we get a race all year long. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, I came into, I guess, the pros the first year of the Triple Crown, so I don't know much of a difference of just racing, just racing, like, that 10-round series and then maybe doing some local races, where before, when I was amateur, we're racing from racing the states in January all the way till Minio's in November and then you have a little break and then you're right back in January so so yeah I find that that might have been weird for me if I hopped in say like 16, 17 went pro and just did those 10 rounds but uh, yeah so I think it's, I think it's pretty cool we get a get a race dirt bikes all year round pretty much I guess March through October and then then have our off season but uh, yeah I think it's good for our series. It gives it a little more exposure, like you said, year-round. Even in those down times, like November, throw a Supercross, Arena Cross, whatever, and you're going to capture an audience because there's nothing else going on. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I hope they – I i don't know. They haven't announced the Supercross. I'm just, I think there's one. There's, I don't I don't know. I think they're working on it. I, yeah. I've, I talked to Kyle. He told me kind of what they were thinking. I don't even know. Are they doing Arena Cross? I haven't heard anything about Arena Cross. I have no idea. I honestly – I mean, thought about it just because, like, like, was so kind of surprised that this was going to happen. Not surprised, but just, like, so it was so unknown if this was going to happen. And then, uh, see, so yeah, I haven't even thought that far. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it would be cool if they do. Hopefully – Hopefully they do, but I don't, like, I don't know if they're going to do it indoors. Maybe an yeah. indoor Supercross or something. But Yeah, they can't really have fans, so it's kind of pointless to rent a venue. Yeah, and like, yeah, and I don't even know if we can have, like, all those racers and staff and stuff inside right now like that. I, mean, yeah. I know hockey does, but it's a little different. Yeah, a lot of them are basketball. Uh, 100 people only or very limited. No, yeah, right so. now in Ontario, I think it's 100 people outdoor. Yeah. And then indoors, like, like 50, 50 maybe, yeah. yeah. I don't know how you have sports staff to put anything on with that many people. You need a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't see it happening indoor. I feel like if we do any arena cross or super cross this year, it's going to be an outdoor one. But hopefully it happens. If not, I mean, I'm just thankful even got to go racing outdoors. And then uh, just let's get 2020 over with and just hit the reset <laughs> button. And then, yeah. Yeah, That's I think going, kind of going back to what we were saying about like the East Coast, West Coast thing and how the tracks are so different. I think that with the Triple Crown kind of coming in with this Arena Cross, Supercross, it kind of it's like a whole another set of skills and it all kind of goes together with like helping grow the talent of, of the Canadian motocross. I think it's that's really going to help. Yeah, the growth of it. Oh, for sure. And then, uh, yeah, you got racing all the time and then it gives not only us riders more exposure but it gives teams more exposure obviously obviously doing like a full series like that's probably pretty hard for a team from just going from a 10 round series now we got like 15 rounds or 17 rounds and a lot of it indoor a lot more travel but but with it's pretty cool we got be on live tv and then yeah i mean i feel like i feel like we're getting a lot of exposure from it too uh i see I don't, I don't know, because like I said, I never raced like the old series or nothing before, but 
I feel like I see a lot of stuff like on Racer X or like pretty much all over like Instagram and stuff of like triple crown stuff, which is cool. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that motivates like the young kids to want to race like the arena cross and their supercross because like I feel like it's gonna be part of our series for a long time. And yeah. it, I don't know, I don't see it ever being like like states where it's like supercross is priority and then motocross. I yeah. feel like motocross in Canada is always gonna be priority. Just because it's always been priority, and we're a little more grassroots here too. Like yeah. the local scenes, kind of matters more to people than TV. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it was kind of just like there's a lot of people I know that were like kind of when they first brought out the arena cross. It's like oh, all the travel, all the ex- more expenses, but it's like maybe it's just kind of like a like a growing stage where pe- like maybe. Like, you don't have the momentum from the last year, so you don't have, like, the funding. And it just maybe takes a couple of years to get that rolling, and then maybe, like, five years down the road, we'll have, it'll be a, have a lot more momentum and be a lot more funding in the sport. Yeah, and with it being, like, like I know there's been, like, arena, there's a future West arena cross, obviously, in Canada before, but without really having, like, arena cross, supercross in Canada ever, part of, like, the the main series there's always like outdoors was like the pro series and i know i know future west like there would be some pros and stuff that go to it but like, all the teams weren't like it wasn't like part of like the the cmrc series at the time and and i feel like uh now you know obviously it's part of it people are like there were the teams and the in the triple crown obviously working together to see what works and what doesn't work and uh i think it's pretty pretty cool to see them all working together and and uh see the people actually want us to go racing and I don't know. I feel like I feel like another five years down the road it'll be pretty dialed. I th- honestly, like I said earlier, I thought this this year's format was gonna be was gonna work good. So yeah. I see them if they don't change the format from just like seeing how this year went. Say they go back to arena cross, outdoors, and supercross. I see them sticking to kind of like the same format as it was supposed to be for this year. Yeah, I totally see that too. So as a kid growing up in the sport. Did you have a Canadian rider you kind of looked up to? Yeah, uh, I, it's Colton. Because uh, when I was, I would have been like probably 10, 10, 11 years old is when he kind of moved to Ontario. And then, so I see him out the track and like, and then obviously he was winning the 450 class at the time. So just yeah. like, oh, it's Colton Fasciotti. And, like, and then I got to do some riding schools with them. So like, kind of got to like, have some one-on-one time with him so it was like you just get like that he obviously got that extra step on like like a person i've never seen before i've never met before and uh and yeah he's an awesome dude so it's colton and now it's cool it's super cool to look back at it and then now i'm like working with him and yeah. like and just like good friend of his so it's uh it's crazy how how things like that can happen but uh it's yeah. cool cool what about you who'd you look up to as a kid uh, I'm not really sure. I don't know. I guess it was kind of like more a local scene, like Julian Cerny and Bart yeah. Stevenson, kind of. I guess. Uh, I'm sure there was. I don't know. We never really like. My parents weren't really like into going to the nationals. Like I didn't. Yeah. We never went to the watch. Even the Calgary round, we would go to like ride Raymond maybe that weekend because we always like were focused on the amateur national, but. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't really super, like, into the scene at the time. Yeah. I don't know. Huh. Fair How about you? Yeah, I guess that's tough. 
just as a little kid, I, the most enjoyable part was running around all the rigs, gathering up posters that just went in the garbage, really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, definitely watching someone like Wah and Clat ride together. Those were some awesome rides at, like, Calgary, even. I guess those were the only tracks I got to see them at. But those two guys, watching them race was probably the most memorable. Yeah. I actually remember watching Dusty here. It was when he was number nine on Honda, so a lot like Dylan. And I think he came he came from like pretty far back, caught uh, JSR, passed him and waxed him and like I, I was this might have been two thousand it would have been like two thousand six when he was number nine. Yeah. yeah. So like I would that. have been like six. So how I remember that is beyond me, but I remember I'm like I didn't know who he was, I just knew who JSR was and I was like really shocked. And then I remember I remember after that like looking up to him and then I think the next year he wrote for Blackfoot, right? Uh, but they went to Yamaha actually, yeah they switched station. to Yamaha the following year yeah and he was number one and I think he actually broke his arm here and funny story I like it was like his right arm and uh, I run up to him like right when he gets back from the track like I, I don't know how I saw him he's probably walking to the rig or whatever I'm like hey man can you sign I don't even know something he's like uh, no I can't because his right arm is broken like, I was so bummed but now looking at him I'm like like some little kid running up to him with <laughs> yeah. a broken arm, probably hurting him. But it's pretty funny. That's cool. Uh, what do you think of like the new tr- the changes they made to the track this weekend? You li- you like it or you like the old style better? I like it. I think it's uh, that was like the original way. The man, I don't know why I can't think of the like they have a name for those valleys like that section. Oh, that, I don't yeah I don't know what they're I can't Shaw, think of not Shaw Valley. No, that's, that's Calgary. Yeah, <laughs> I know I know they have a name though. I can't think of it. You think I'd know, right? Been here. Like, I was pretty much, I was almost born here, and I've been here every year besides 2017 when I didn't have it. you think I'd know the name. Anyway, that was the original way it went. It was natural, turn left, then through the valleys, and then kind of along that tree line to towards the amateur finish. So I think it kind of flows a little better. Just the way, just the way after the natural, that first valley section, that's like the tabletop, I think it, just the way it flows, it sets you up to go right. Yeah. And uh, even though the next tabletop, I think it it flows a little bit. I don't. I don't know. Now I'm thinking of like going the other way. I'm like, ah, maybe it does flow better better the other way. I'll tell you uh, after next weekend. How about yes. that? So they're. I think I heard they're going back to the kind of the same way. Yeah, I think this right now they might be switching it, getting it ready for uh, the amateur week. So after the step down, you go along the tr- uh, the fence and then the opposite way through the valleys, and then then you hit the natural. So, I don't know. Both ways are pretty cool. I really like that section. I know like this spring we weren't able to ride it. We were just doing right from the step down to the natural to the amateur finish. And uh, I always miss that part. I, I, probably my favorite part of the track, to be honest. Yeah, it's kind of faster. I do like that, like, after that, though, you go and then, like, left along the tree line towards the amateur finish. Yep. I like that section a lot that way. Yeah, so I kind of wish I. they would have left that. Uh, after like you do the start step up right hander there used to be those rollers and then you, I like going straight there yeah so did I but I this weekend maybe wasn't as like a good example because like yesterday the ruts were gnarly in that left hander but maybe this week it'll shape up pretty good because I remember before they they had they would step up into that infield and drop back down it was that left hander there and like I thought it was sick but again, that step up, that left was—I thought also think that's pretty sweet. So, 
I don't know. I like the other way. It's cool to change it out, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm interested to see how it shapes up this week. Yeah, props to them for, uh, I guess, at least trying to give us a little bit of a different track each weekend so we're just not racing the same thing. But. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to go back to going up there for next weekend, though. I think it's going to stay left. The only thing they're changing is the valley section. Okay. I don't know. I don't work here, so I'm not. <laughs> I just sound like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's how we. That's the, this whole meaning of this podcast. Yeah. We just like to sound like we know what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, you got anything else, or? Uh, let me ponder for a minute. <laughs> what do you got? Right. I got nothing. <laughs> what do you got? I don't know. What are you doing after moto? Let's talk non-moto. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I want to stay. I want to do this podcast is what I want to do. I love doing it. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, they're sweet. It's, like, cool just to talk. Like, I mean, a normal interview, like, I was just thinking of, like, during this, a normal interview, like, I'm, like, nervous. And, like, it's just, like, it's, like, two minutes and it's, like, done. Like, why was I nervous? And where this one, like, it's just, like, talking to you guys and and the phones. Yeah. (laughs) Phones. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, yeah, I just like how organic it feels, and it's just like have it. It's kind of nice to just like not be looking at your phone, and like yeah. just yeah. kind of like focus on the conversation. Sit and down and chat, and like time went by fast. Yeah. Uh, how long have we been going? An hour and a half. Holy shit! <laughs> I, thought feel, I thought it was like half an hour. Yeah, that went by fast. So you've been talking a little hockey. Let's talk hockey then. Okay. Um, did you play as a kid? I did until I was nine, and then my dad gave me. Uh, Talk, choice moto talking <laughs> and you guys obviously know my answer so <laughs> yeah i played it really random but then i the year after i played summer hockey why i don't know because summer and moto and then <laughs> summer hockey yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> that's weird um yeah so that yeah i wish i played a little longer obviously like i'm happy with how everything worked out and yeah. i love moto but because uh, even to this day like when I don't really get to play hockey when I'm at home because it's with Ontario weather like the coldest months now are like middle of January to like start of March you could play like some pond hockey and you're training I'm in Florida I'm not a, I sound bummed about it I'm not bummed but <laughs> I uh, yeah so I don't really get to play right now but uh, I love watching I love the Leafs Leafs <laughs> are they out? Or did they make yeah, it? They lost, they're they're lost last night. I'm so confused games. by this playoff series. It's so it's pretty much just any hockey nerds. Don't judge me. I might be a little wrong, but I'm pretty sure. So the bottom four teams of like how it was, or it was the bottom six. I think they took 24 teams, so it would be the bottom six teams were out. Like they didn't even get a chance to be in the qualifiers. Okay. And then I think the top. The teams that were already guaranteed to be in the playoffs were still guaranteed to be in, and they just like played each other to be like, who gets so if who you win, if, yeah, if you won like the West Coast, you get to play like the team that just made it in, like yeah, during the qualifiers. But then those teams that weren't guaranteed to be in the playoffs were playing each other for a spot because yeah. they only took sixteen teams, so four, te- uh, no, not four, ten teams or no eight. It's actually <laughs> four, twelve, eight, or whatever, 12, it whatever is, it yeah. is. And <laughs> they, uh, yeah, they don't get a, like, they're obviously okay. out. Yeah. So I think that's how it went, but you're probably better looking at Google. Cause <laughs> well, I was trying I to just look just followed the, I just followed the Leafs. They didn't even make it to the real playoffs, and I'm bummed. Yeah. Well, who do they got for a hot shot right now? I thought they were trying to Too rebuild many. a team. 
Yeah, they got a, a lot of good, uh, a lot of good forwards. They got like Austin Matthews, who's like right. supposed to be like their hot shot, and then like Tavares, who's like he's also really good. Like Mitch Marner, those guys, Nylander, uh, those guys get paid way too much money to play hockey. That's for yeah. sure. So, do you ever feel like you chose the wrong sport sometimes when you see no. the paycheck? <laughs> yeah, no. Man, I feel like to get to, like, the level I am at motocross in hockey would have been just, like, there's so many good hockey players, but there's so many of them that... It's, it's highly political, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every sport is, but this one, I feel like your riding does all the talking pretty yeah. much. Yeah, and just, like, there's so, like, Especially in Canada, like, there's so many. Like, everyone plays hockey. Oh. And I feel like... Do you play hockey at all? No, I played until I was, like, I don't even know, a peewee. Yeah. So. so everyone played hockey as a kid. Like, it's just, like... I feel like every parent feels like they have to put their kid in hockey. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm... I feel like my kids will play hockey just because I love hockey. Even though my girlfriend says no. But <laughs> I don't know. It's better than sitting at home watching TV. Like, yeah, it's for good real. Sport. That'd be a big thing. Like if I ever have kids, is trying to get them not to be, not to be gamers. We know I game, but to get into sports and just like, I, man, without dirt bikes, like who knows what I would have been doing? Like went to like, yeah, maybe God, you don't know. You get mixed in the wrong people, and and just dirt bikes was like the reason. Yeah, just like my only thing I wanted to do as a kid, and like the reason I like got stuff done and got my schoolwork done was because I wanted to go racing and, and uh, it's just everything I wanted to do and like the party and stuff that all my friends started doing in high school I had no interest in because I had to go racing the next day I wasn't going partying so I mean you hear that out of so many racers it's like if I wasn't racing I probably would have gone down the wrong path because you are an adrenaline chaser or whatever right so if you don't have that sport to go chase you're gonna chase it in the wrong area so. yeah exactly and uh it's unfortunate how easy it is to get mixed up in the wrong areas but uh yeah i'm so thankful for dirt bikes and just uh obviously my parents like the my dad he he really like, really loved dirt bikes and uh just loved us going racing and and obviously he wouldn't have done it if i didn't want to do it so bad and, and like to me Looking back at it, like, I knew no difference. It was just like, I'm going to go ride my dirt bike. I don't care about anything else. Like, let's just go ride dirt bikes. Like, not a big deal. And uh, it, it's crazy how, like, if I wasn't like that, how it could have been different. But, like, I knew no difference. Is there anything you felt like you missed out on as a kid because you are so focused on dirt bikes? Um, I only did one semester of high school, and I did online school after that. So I didn't do, like, any prom or anything. But I'm like... I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Zero it's cares. I didn't go to prom, but I got to go race Loretta's, so. Yeah. That's almost way better. Yeah. So, I mean, you, there's two sides of looking at every situation, and I definitely got the better end of the stick. What do you think is the biggest life skill you've learned out of racing riding? It's way too hard to pick one. Like, <laughs> I'm 14 years old, living in a box van in the middle of Mississippi. I got to learn a lot of things real quick, like yeah. how to cook, how to wash, how to take care of my dirt bike, take care of myself. Yeah. And like, it's, you got to grow up really fast. So yeah. there's a lot of life skills you learn at a really young age, at a, on, like as a motocross racer. And yeah. I feel like that just sports in general nowadays, like kids are dedicated really young and 
it teaches you a lot of life lessons and uh yeah it's pretty awesome that uh i'm super thankful for it obviously like from 14 i didn't want to be cooking or doing all that stuff and now i'm like super happy i got put in that situation yeah it's almost kind of hard to imagine your life without racing because like you your whole life shapes around it like everything is motivated by going or racing or how you're going to get to go racing or how you're going to get your your the results you want so it's kind of like man i don't even know i have zero idea what my life would look like without it yeah exactly and uh that's it's even to this day like i'm like like my i feel like it's a lot different racing now than it was when i was a kid and i still like i don't know i just like even as a kid or i don't know like i can't look back at any memory that didn't include a dirt bike yeah. or any day that doesn't include a dirt bike or something to do for dirt biking or something it's like it gets overwhelming at times but so does everything else like yeah like it's it's life but it uh it's pretty sweet like i think a big thing i love about moto is like it's like all one big family and i know you probably hear this a lot everyone kind of it's, it's why we love moto we're obviously going to talk about why we love it and it's because just like it's all one big family it's pretty cool how like you said all this is put together and just like how bad people want to go racing because how much we love it and they easily could have said you know what let's just cancel this year let's go racing next year but like they love it just as much as you and i love it and it's like that's why we love it because just like it's such a sweet like like inner family and like community and yeah in the end of the day we we're all competitors and like when you and i line up like i don't want to get by, beat by you you don't want to get beat, beat by me but come off the track and like we can kind of put racing to the side and you know it's like we we're, we're you and i you're from calgary alberta i'm from woodstock ontario and we're in the same spot right now and like if it wasn't for dirt bikes it wouldn't like that would, we would have never met each other you wouldn't have met probably anyone that's in your life right now because yeah. it wasn't for dirt bikes I don't, yeah my whole circle would look totally different every single person i know every single person i talk to regularly is like if i met him from moto like i can't even think of one person i talk to like one friend i know from high school like every couple months but that's it like everyone yeah. was from moto same here and i feel like i think all of us are like that i mean it's just because we're all we all like have the same passion and when that's the case it's it's pretty easy to get along with people who love the same thing you do. Yep. Really? Damn, I just had a question again and I <laughs> lost it. Uh, yeah. So what do you, you got any, obviously you're pretty young and you probably, you have a long racing career ahead of you, but any thoughts on what you'd want to do after racing or? Yeah, like, uh, yeah, like it's moto. It's hard to like, hard to like plan when after racing is going to be, but I have a couple ideas like that I want to do and like honestly up to this year I didn't really I know what I want to do like obviously still want to be part of moto and stuff but uh, I feel like if if I venture off at a moto after dirt bikes it's going to be the only other thing I love in dirt bikes is coffee <laughs> so I think I do something with coffee to be honest with you that's a good idea yeah I've I just seen, favorite like, coffee Dungy's doing it and Cole Sealy yeah you got a favorite coffee place or coffee brand uh, honestly, I try different coffee all the time. I don't stick to the same, same coffee. Uh, favorite coffee place? 
know because I'm always like looking for as one thing I, in like 2018 I did when I went to like some tracks or somewhere new I try and find like a local coffee shop yeah like, I, I don't know I still try and do it like anywhere like any little town I go to I'm like instead of going to Tim Hortons I'll try and go to like a local coffee shop right yeah now. that's pretty cool just like see just ideas and like I don't know well, some of those little places have the coolest scenery inside of them, stuff you never get to see going into a car marshalist place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have you ever tried Kicking Horse Coffee? Yeah. Yeah, so actually. Kicking Horse used to sponsor this podcast. They should. <laughs> they should. I actually just had it, just bought it, like, a couple of weeks ago because it was, I bought, like, a coffee grinder for the beans. Yeah. And, uh... It was like the first thing there I saw. I'm like, yeah, I'll grab that. Yeah, it's our go-to. Yeah. Oh, punching the mic again. These flies are nuts, oh, eh? Oh, the flies here are crazy. I've been seeing them land. Oh, there's one on the camera right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Of course. That. Yeah. Cool. All right, you guys, you got anything else, or you want to wrap it up, or? I think that's it. I've drank this whole water and done with bathrooms. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for your time. Everyone check out. We'll put the link up on the Instagram, YouTube. Check out uh, to to donate to Tanner's uh, uh, charity and donate to the foundation. Also, we got these shirts. I don't know if you can see them in the shot. Can you get them on the shot? Shirts for sale. I should have worn mine. Yeah, you you bought one. Should have worn mine, but. uh, Got to represent the Honda, though. Uh, could have could have represented here, were it here, but yeah. I'm uh, I'm just hanging out today, man. Yeah, I wasn't too prepared. Yeah, cool. Well, yeah. Easy going. All right, thanks for your time, man. Yeah, yeah thank you good so time. much. Have a good race this weekend. Thank yes. you. See ya.